Have you ever done the do 20 kidney one combination? I tried doing kidney one and she almost kicked me in the face. Like, <laughs> like I tried, it's just like, yeah. Welcome back to the Forever Young Podcast, a Chinese med-based podcast uh, by students for everyone. Uh, we've got our three other co-hosts today. We've got Charlene. Hello. Nick. Yo. Tim. Hey, hey I like the switch up. Like, Nick <laughs> yeah. was ready that Yeah, time. yeah, nah. I, well, I, I thought he was going to throw it to Charlene. Oh, good, good expectations. And um, yeah. I'm Brendan. Um, today, we're going to talk a little bit about ear and scalp acupuncture, something we kind of use here and there. Do you guys use this often? Yeah, I do. I think it's a good complement to um, just like body points or like what other modalities that you're using. So this episode's a follow-on from when we talked about cupping and electroacupuncture. Did we talk about moxa in that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. we did. It will, might follow this that one. Yeah, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Nick, do you use... Did <laughs> you, know, you use ear acupuncture at all? Uh, yeah, I do a little bit. Um, I normally just like a Shenmin um, heart, just to like help with anxiety type stuff. I think it's, yeah, just for just general, like even if they come in for pain or whatever, just, yeah, just to give that like boost. Do you, do you find sleep and stuff like do that? Do you find that you use pallets more than needles or needles more? Yeah, pallets? definitely pallets more than needles. I feel like pallets are just easier to like for compliancy. Yeah. You know, that's what I was thinking about too. You can sort of get them to start to think about their own health, um, especially if you use them sort of quite frequently. I was thinking about when I do needling a lot of the time uh, patients wince when when you put mm. your needles in because it, it is a little bit painful. Well, and make sure you don't tap. Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, yeah. still traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> when we were learning ear acupuncture, Shannon's just like, "Oh, here's the point." Boom! <laughs> <laughs> Taps it right into my ear. Eardr- yeah, eardrums to blow, blown, dude. Look at that! Look <laughs> at that wave that you did when you <laughs> when you went I boom. <laughs> Jesus. RP, <laughs> RP eardrums, RP headphones. Yeah, they need some scalp. That's some yeah, acupuncture after that. Oof. Yeah, that's a Oof. in 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 your car experience, in your at home experience of what it was like for Nick. That's <laughs> it. That's it. Interactive. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, so I use I normally use like the palettes just to like get the patients thinking about their own health, and then you know they can start to be involved a bit more, and it's not just like oh, I'm just going to go get acupuncture every week, and that will help. It's like kind like of like their homework in a way. Yeah, yeah, a little yeah. bit. You know. Um, do you guys use freehand needling or guide tubes more? Do you, what do you? Depends on how many points are already in the ear and where the point is, I guess. Wait, did you mention this earlier? Uh, like yeah, not, yeah, we yeah, have, yeah, yeah, you have mentioned this because like I, I have, topic. I have asked this too at some stage. I think it was like needling techniques. Where yeah, it's come freehand up like and stuff like that. Freehand versus tube. Ah. Uh, I don't know if it was because uh, I, I I'm getting deja vu because okay. I remember you saying this at some stage. Oh. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know it has been mentioned. Yeah. Sometimes I do. Yeah, if there's already like four or five needles in the ear, and the point is quite inside, like on one of the folds, and it's difficult to get to with a guide tube, I sometimes just freehand it because yeah. It's less pain than, r- like, moving all the other needles around or whatever. It's true, it's true. And are you using, what size needles are you using? Using, like, 30s or 13s? Um, 
I'm mostly 75s. just used <laughs> <laughs> Just javelin it straight through the year. That's it's abusing you. 13 mils unless like heart and lung, some some of those like right on the, what's the, the flat bit. I forget what You wrote all the called. points, but you didn't write the anatomy. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did you want me to get Leonardo da Vinci to come up and <laughs> give you a full description? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring it back to you. Next week. Next week. Ah, next week, Leonardo da Vinci's going to be on the pod. <laughs> yes. yeah. Stay tuned. I don't, know, I don't know what that bit's called, but we'll Which add a photo. Like if heart and lung. Like uh, sometimes they use the oh, no yep, 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 yep. It's a bit harder to get to. It's not like in a conch or something, is it? 13. Concha? Is it in a concha? Could be a concha. It's a concha or something? Have you got the anatomy there? Does somebody want to look it up? So then we can at least be right. <laughs> yeah, <bad. laughs> we can have some facts in this podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's a, that's like the only earword I remember. Concha or something like conch, and then there's like, and it doesn't even have a hate. Oh, the tragus and the anti-tragus. Yeah, hey. it's not on the tragus. yeah, no, the tragus is completely different. But I just no, no, it's on the inside of the ear. Yeah, the conch, yes. right? Is it a concha? I'd believe it if you told me it was a concha. <laughs> hey. <laughs> it doesn't even have a, I mean, doesn't even have a hate. pointing to the top part uh, above the. Wait, that... Jesus. So anyway, in the meantime, Tom, do you use any ear acupuncture? No, it is a concha. It is. Yeah, it is a concha. And it does have a H in it. Damn. See, I believed you from the start. Hey. Anyway, Tom, get back to what you were talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've used it before for the... The Nada Protocol. Have you heard of that one for the stress one? Uh, no, for overweight. Oh, what does Nada stand for? You really go talk like that, aren't you? Nada. He's like, none of these come up in preparation for this, <laughs> for this pod. None of this. <laughs> Nada is like, I've got a problem. Nada. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's, they, that's why they use it. That's why it's called Nada, <laughs> Nada anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you guys actually use Nada for anything? Nada protocol for anything? Or like what do you use it for? Mm, I have I haven't personally, so I can't really comment on that. I think it's mainly used for um the, the weight loss, smoking cessation and anxiety. Charlotte, you're do you like know what it stands for? Oh, yes. there you go. National Acupuncture Detoxification Association. Detoxification. Ooh, I don't like that word. Oof. I'm just throwing that out there. Wait, what? 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 Did you like the word detoxification? Ugh, no, I'm just not a fan. I think I think it's used too freely, but in, in I suppose that's a that's a topic for another podcast. In relation to like diet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, okay, like I get detoxing. you on that. Detoxing. I had. And it's, ugh. Uh, I I can't. I can't. When when patients are like detox, what does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, what do yeah. you What are you even detoxing? You know, the toxic in your body. Yeah, I looked it up. Nada also means nothing in Spanish. There you go. Sure this, is a, this is a very informative podcast <laughs> we've got going on here. Yeah, that's We're learning everything about nada except what nada is. <laughs> <laughs> so, in nada, I think it's, yeah, like Nick said, it's like for like substance abuse, so like alcohol, food, lots of stuff that we tend to overindulging i think it's what generally we use nada like the nada protocol for um do you use your any specific 
not a protocol for a specific because each type of protocol is like so let's say um overeating or like overweight protocol is different to smoking or anxiety the protocol is totally different for each one do you guys use any specifically or seen before like point wise or protocol wise well both because the points are in the protocol oh like actual points in the yeah 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 like the full the full thing um not really the only one i've really used the only protocol in general that i've really used is the ptsd one that's that's the only one that i've kind of dabbled around with and i I like it a lot do you Um, know what points are involved in the ptsd one uh just off the top of your head do you remember top of your head charlie no but we've referenced it in a previous podcast i think it was like was it point zero um shunman heart uh that's the only three i can think of there's like six isn't there yes um I can't think of the other three. It's it's killing me now. We'll look that up. Well, there's a lot of points on the ear. I think we should probably mention that as well. Like the ear, what did they say? It's it represents like a fetus. The fetus. Reverse yeah. fetus. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, reverse fetus. It's um, like curled up. Yeah, there's some really good photos on like Pinterest for it. And yeah, go. I've seen just some practitioners really effectively use ear acupuncture and i've seen some good results from it from what i've seen anyway um i've seen a case where i think someone was trying to lose weight and we placed a pellet on one of the points i don't remember which one but it and you can call call bs on it or whatever but um it physically altered her taste towards like things like chocolate something that she was really really indulgent in She's like, it didn't taste that good anymore, so she cut down it and she started losing weight from there. She, she, um, the the patient had worked in like a place where it was really easily accessible. Like oh, I think a, I've heard about this yeah, case. It was like in a like a manufacturing area for chocolate, so it was literally there, like the offcuts and all all the rejects, read the rejects and stuff like that. So she was really oh, that's that's heaven. Dude. I, I know, I know, <laughs> it's like heaven. I know, I know. It's a, it's a, it's a mood. It's a mood. I'd walk in there and roll out of there, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you probably wouldn't be able to fit through the door. Ah, okay. The trauma, the PTSD protocol. Um, it's the order of the the order of the points is really important. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, well, that's why. No I meant, so, um, from order from one to six, it goes hypothalamus, hip, uh, amygdala. Hippocampus, muscle cerebral, point zero, and then Shinman. There's no heart. I was I was completely off, but yeah, <laughs> those are the points that are involved in the uh, PTSD protocol for the ear. I've yeah, I have dabbled in it a little bit, a little bit uh, personally for um, just directed towards like patients that need uh, a little bit more calming or have some underlying issues towards that. Um, I I know I know Charlene, you've used it a couple of times. You kind of introduced me to it a little bit. Was it you? Or yeah, you know, you, we discussed this a little bit, right? Yeah, I do. I haven't used the complete protocol, but I do use points from it, and then in combination with other like classic like Chinese auricular therapy points. Have you used the other ones like independently? Because like, there's uh, the most common ones like Shunman. And maybe even point zero, but like things like hippocampus, hypothalamus, and um, amygdala, have you used those separately at all? I feel like I want to say yes, but it's probably I can't remember what it was for. We do use like sympathetic and um, 
and what's the other one? Point zero. Subcortex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, subcortex is one we use a fair bit. But I have used the NADA weight loss protocol as well. And um, I've seen, yeah, I've seen results from it or, um, yeah, with food suppression, I think. Yeah, the NADA protocol? Yeah, I think it's also like a little bit of a psychological thing it's that like yeah i'm feeling hungry or something like that so i'm just gonna like press the point and it's also kind of like you're doing something to suppress that appetite as well by pressing that point so it works in the like acupuncture way and also in a like mind over matter kind of way as yep, well yep. so oh you really turned up the yeah. game eh? yeah i just had to turn her up a little bit she was really quiet did you, did you use ear pellets or did you use... Um, um, so, I tend to use needles on one side and then pellets as a take-home. Yeah, I kind I of explain it as some take-home acupuncture I and just like for continued effects while I'm not there. Do you guys also use the 333 rule? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. 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 Mm. Okay, because I thought I was the only one. I wasn't too sure. Yeah. Did you come up with that, Charlene? No, uh, yeah. Someone else. Came up with that and then I just kind of adopted it. <laughs> yeah, no, I <laughs> thought it was just sort of a, like a thing. Mm. Like it's always been like the 333 rule. Mm. Oh, does somebody want to explain that? <laughs> oh, so with the ear pellets, um, you want a light pressure pressing on them. Three, 30 seconds. I don't know why it's 333 when it's 30 seconds. 30 seconds, three times a day for three days. Or I tend to say until the pellet yeah. falls off if it stays on for longer that's fine if you find it irritates you and you want to take it off that's fine as well there you go you got the whole patient experience <laughs> <laughs> also I, th- I don't think 33.3 also doesn't sound as catchy as yeah. So yeah but uh, 30 seconds is a decent amount of time yeah I just sort of say like just when you're sitting on the couch watching TV or something um, and you remember that it's in just like sit there and massage it Sort of thing. Yeah. Do you ever say to patients, like especially um, stress or anxiety, or if you're putting the points in for sleep, do you say to them when you're feeling stressed, you're feeling yeah, yeah, anxious, yeah. and like yeah. if you can't sleep, to just press on the points? Yeah. Mm. Like before an anxiety attack, or if they yeah. feel the onset of it, they they can just massage. Yeah. Uh, I usually, I, my most common point is either shinman or heart or mm. both. Yeah, definitely. So it's mostly like either pre pre panic. I do. The th- I give them the three 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 rule, and then if and they then feel the onset of a panic yeah. attack, like maybe they start hyperventilating mm. or their heart starts beating, you just do one of those. Even even if um it's not stimulating the right point or whatever. Yeah. Um, at least it's giving them the sort of mindfulness, feeling like the the ball bearing press on mm. their their ear. At least it gives them it gives it gives them their mind their mind something to focus, focus on, on other than yeah, yeah that's what's it going that's it. on yeah yeah shall we take this a uh, step back and talk about like the theory of auricular acupuncture and like how it's broken down and how it's sort of taught well, you explained this a little bit earlier I mean, as in I've before tried, before, yeah. we, before, <laughs> before we um start the podcast what, what what did you mention about the was it a sympathetic nerve something or yeah I believe I I don't know I don't have much like study behind it but it. it it stimulates the parasympathetic nervous system like sh- pretty strongly, but just in terms of like how the points are used, um, does anybody want to delve into that, or do what do I have to? What What do you mean how they're used? So like you know, in terms of like using, if there's a problem with the kidney, you needle kidney. If there's a problem with liver, you needle liver. It's not like it's not like body points where it's like um, 
you know, you would need all like spleen three for spleen deficiency and spleen nine for dampness, that right, type of thing. Right, right. You know, it's like if there's a if there's an issue there, you need all that point. You know, it's more like it's yeah, less like puzzle. I've kind of always thought like about that, but I just never really put it put any like theory behind it. I've just kind of kind of been like, okay, this is this is the area being affected. This needs modulation, kind of thing. Like this needs yeah. some sort of attention. So then I'm going to switch the body to focus on that part of the body. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, what I was talking. about. I just about. don't know about the theory behind it personally. Yeah, fair enough. That's did, right. you, did you have something to say, Charlene? Or you had something? You were like, so, and then we cut you off. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Oh, nice, but nice. Yeah, I mean, I do use it in like following on from what you were saying. I do use it in pain when it's a certain area of the body affected, um, like you were saying, like if it's shoulder pain, I do put in a shoulder point yeah. as well. But I, yeah, I do like point zero as a kind of balancing, like every encompasses everything so kind of point. What, yeah. what is point zero exactly? I'm oh, sorry to throw you that, but <laughs> like as in, as in mainly because like Shenman and heart are kind of like, they're pretty self-explanatory where it's like calm the shin and like, you know, clear the heart or um whatever and then like the other the other ones are like you know your lumbar area your lumbar area is for your lower back pain things like that but things like you know some cortex um point zero and all the all the ones that are a little bit more ambiguous i think point zero is a middle it's the, like the middle of the ear so it's like the, the center like, yeah it's like so if we're going out from point zero this is like the middle point zero yeah, like Nada says it's for general homeostatic balance, but I take Whoa. it as kind of Whoa. like any imbalance in the body, anything that's out of whack, you can just um, put a point zero in and it helps with just the rebalancing, I guess, it's of like everything. God point. So it's, like <laughs> it's like the rebalancing of everything. <laughs> Jesus. It's like OP. Have you got any theory about like Western med side of auricular acupuncture? Because it's highly studied and there's lots of history. Yeah, yeah. No, I have no idea. <laughs> nope, got I know what you're talking about, but I got nothing. I thought, if anybody. No, nah, I haven't. I think that's an interesting, that something that we can actually study into is the ER. I think because you know how we have all these millions of points in our body for acupuncture, whereas ear, it's just like, oh, you just think it's just like this simple piece of cartilage. But I think there is something that, goes into this whole sort of world where it's just auricular and there's like different types of auricular too there's like the chinese medicine one and there's also a european one yeah i was going to mention that like there's different interpretations of the of stimulating the ear which i thought interesting well that's interesting in terms of like history i wonder where that started because you know like like acupuncture is not like a european thing it's more of like a chinese thing and then you know japanese of course they sort of all come together. So, like, I wonder how that evolved into, like, a European system. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and because uh, I'm not much of a history nerd, but, like... Is he a historian here? Do you, do you know the no concept? one's going to correct you. No, I know, but... <laughs> do you know that whole pasta and noodle thing? Uh, like, uh, I don't know, spaghetti was, like, a derivative of noodles or something that... Or, or, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, don't, I actually don't know. But if something like noodles can be... Uh, the, the concept of noodles can be transferred from Asia to Europe. Can you imagine that some sort of like scientific information from China could also be transferred to Europe? Yeah, well, 
isn't well that's how China got like its Western med like yeah, science based yeah. medicine, right? But yeah, I just wondered where that come from because it's not like um you know, it's not like one of the main things, auricular acupuncture. I found a thing. Oh, she found it's a thing. It's actually one. like a journal article. It's Ooh. called Ear Acupuncture in European Traditional Medicine. Um, what is European Wait, traditional I, I say, Don't yeah. ask me that, but I found <laughs> that... <laughs> one topic at a time. Auricular <laughs> yeah. acupuncture, um, rudimental forms of acupuncture, which probably arose during the Stone Age, have survived in many parts of the world what? right down to present day. It was, u- it was used in ancient Egypt, Rome, Greece, and all the Mediterranean area. And it's similar to reflexology. Come from the aliens in Egypt, dude. Wow. Jeez. Funny thing. Funny thing. We're talking about <laughs> Egypt. Have you seen <laughs> some of the medicine that they've actually had back in those days? It's actually incredible. Well, the concept of embalming friggin' blows my mind. Like mm. that. The fact that they know how to preserve a body up until this day is crazy, in my opinion. And that was like ages ago. Yeah. Yeah. No, the science from Egypt is crazy. It's yeah. Some alien, some alien stuff. That's I, it. I remember one of one of the um slaves when they were building the pyramid. He had his like skull cracked in from like a falling piece, <gasps> and they somehow repaired it. That's insane. That's they barely can even repair it these days. Yeah, maybe the barbarians just like killed all the smart people, <laughs> and then we lost all that knowledge. Ah, maybe that's what happened. Or maybe they evolved and just can't. I to our Evolved level into s- more stupid people. <laughs> no, as in like the the smarter people were just like, you know what? We're better than just existing on this plane. We're just gonna go to the four. The what was it the fifth dimension? We're getting Whoa, oh, the fifth dimension. Like dude. Pew out of here, dude. It's Screw like these plebeians, bro. <laughs> 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 these Homo sapiens, they're not good enough. <laughs> and we're down here, just like, what about the store? <laughs> what about? But us? we're too dumb. Like I feel like. Our answer's too dumb. They wouldn't even realise they, they were gone. No, it was no, just like they it. died. They all died out. That's, yeah. that's all. That's, they disappeared. They must have died. Mm. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. They went into the pyramids and just disappeared, dude. Crazy. Um, yeah, those we should do like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bad. <laughs> <laughs> just before we leave the like the Egypt topic, you know, there was like this news where there was like something more older inside the pyramids than like there was something older than the pyramids inside the pyramids so it was like protecting well, would, something yeah well that would make sense right? but like, but like <laughs> it's not like they're gonna build the pyramid and no, put some new no, in no I'm it. not yeah, talking yeah, like right. you know a couple of years older nah talking like thousands even before, of years before their generation too you know what I mean so that's I wonder what they did before the pyramids like I wonder what they did with it because weather's harsh like it breaks down a lot of stuff I you know mean. what I mean like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what they do with it they looked at it bro <laughs> <laughs> how did they preserve it for so long and then be like let's build this big ass pyramid and then put it inside the pyramid I'm, I'm guessing it just didn't get preserved that's why you don't know like we don't know anything well, about maybe it. they built the pyramid to preserve it that's it yeah, that's exactly what about uh, what happened before <laughs> the pyramid <laughs> no. there was nothing before the pyramid no. but they just tell me no, there is no, something no, before no, no. the pyramid well that person that built that older structure it might have been just really well made or something. And they're like, hey, that brick's starting to fall off. Let's protect it. So they're like, hey, pyramid. Okay. <laughs> Let's leave that there and get back to ear. <laughs> All right. Welcome back from our short intermission. Um <laughs> uh, I feel like if we weren't as structured, that's literally what these podcasts would go. It's just 
The guy from yeah, acupuncture to pyramids in like like that. <laughs> How far yeah, well, does that's, the it was really interesting that 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 there's like more to the story that we don't care about. <laughs> we don't <'Cause> care. About <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, we're really, always with that way. It's yeah, because do you know the history of auricular acupuncture in Chinese medicine theory? Anything? Um, well, that article just said they used empirical points, so like. Basically, they stabbed the ear and they're like, oh, it works for this. But then when Chairman Mao came back, they kind of like utilized a form of the European, like this dude. Oh, so it's just not like, that this old. Is, well, this is what I read in the article and this is just one article. Keep that in mind. So it's saying that they, like when they trained all those barefoot doctors, when the like Chinese medicine um went like um they used a form of that in their teaching so i'm not sure about before that like before that it's probably just like the grandfather grandfathering method where they just pass it down and so it doesn't really get recorded yeah that's really interesting because you don't like you don't see too much of it in like the classics classic texts and stuff but you don't see too much acupuncture either as much you know but yeah no it's really interesting um, shall we move on to scalp things we've we've covered about twenty minutes of of pyramids and five minutes of <laughs> <laughs> five minutes of ear acupuncture? Shall we move on to scalp acupuncture um and the connections it has with the brain and yeah there's a whole there's also a different theory with scalp. Uh, which I find pretty interesting. Well, hey, now it's a little informative piece right here. Um, with scalp, <laughs> what? <laughs> a little informative piece. Right here. <laughs> no, no, I got you. Don't worry. So with scalp, what I found interesting when we're learning scalp is that they, there's a whole different theory. So like, obviously, you have your what's it? Your doom meridian, mem- yeah, do, do doom meridian. Yeah, your doom meridian that runs through your your head, and then it's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Hey, no, I'm, I'm I'm that unsure. Um, <laughs> So you have your doom meridian that runs straight through and then you got your like your gallbladder meridian that goes through there. But then on top of that, you have your different scalp theory. Like you have the you have that whole tremor line and things like that. Which I'd they share lines and points and stuff. So yeah. So where's the blurring of points and lines? Is there any blurring? How do we differentiate between like using the gallbladder points for gallbladder reasons and using scalp points for scalp reasons or I think you just differentiated it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what What do you mean? When, when to use I it? Do you mean when to use it? Like, when to use scalp opposed to... Um, just like the normal, normal head points? Like, system, meridian system points? Yeah, I don't even know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I, th- I, I got lied. That's okay. No, I think, I think with scalp, I use it pretty similarly to ear. Like, if I'm looking for something specific... Uh, whether it be vision or like vertigo or whatever, I tend to go mm-hmm. towards more scalp because it is more focused on like one case, like not one case, but one type of case mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, I especially with the uh, sidelines, they've left they've left me though. I forgot what the motor, motor, motor yeah, mm-hmm. motor sensory tremor, yep, yep. yeah, yeah, that's it. Um, especially if someone's having like let's say a weakness or something like that, and then do you know how like there's the first. Two thirds, yeah. Mm. The first two thirds are like the upper lower body. I I, I completely yeah. forgot, but like how b- each section of the line is, uh, it, it pertains to a different part of the body. Mm. Exactly, exactly. So I think because it's so focused, it just helps to assist with your other acupuncture points that you use. 
Yeah, where, where I think I was going was, is there like a blurring of when the acupuncture point lies on that, um, on the scalp lines, does, you know, is that acupuncture point actually used for the scalp stuff? Oh. You know what I mean? Like in the acupuncture theory and scalp theory, is there that blurring of theories? So are you saying like if, if, a, if one scalp point is closer to a certain meridian... Yeah. Would it affect that meridian? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, as well. But Oh, as well. Yeah. So like if gallbladder eight lies on the the speech line, is gallbladder eight indicated for speech? Ooh, I've never thought of it like that. I don't think so. Because like acupuncture and zung fu well, like treating that way, meridian theory come before scalp acupuncture, I would assume. Um so yeah. Was yeah, there any no, like blurring of like lines between those theories? I think there question. is because if you look like structurally, gallbladder eight is above the ear, so it's gonna affect the ear in some way. Whereas like those auditory and like hearing lines is also close to the ear, so it's gonna affect it in some way. So I feel like there is a blurring a little bit and it depends on what you want to do and <laughs> what you Add in the other points you add in to complement your treatment yeah, or whatever. Back like, comes yeah. back to like intention. So yes, I do yeah. think there is a blurring. Cool. I never incorporated into treatment though. I don't know. That's just me personally. What incorporated like, uh, scalp into treatment or rather like the actual blurring itself? So it's oh, like oh, yeah, this yeah, is that like, area. Yeah, it? like let's target this, and like it will do this as well as this type of stuff. Yeah. So we're talking about? Yeah. yeah. Have you guys have side note, have you guys ever had speech needled on you? Yeah, we've done them all, haven't we? Yeah, it was. <laughs> Even that one with like the chicken foot thing? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that chicken I was thinking that, that Instagram I was thinking actually. That too. Yeah. Was it the Praxis? Is that what it was yeah, yeah, I but think it is. Scalp points hurt when we need when we needled them uh, when we were practicing. Oh, it's weird. It's definitely weird. I was but yeah, talking them, about this the other day. But I've had them needled after like different needles at a seminar and it didn't hurt. Did they use those special needles? Those yeah, they were quite ones? thin. Um, no, yeah, but yeah. Well, that's yeah. The, when I remember when we um, were learning it, and it hurt. Well, I, I thought it was every other point was okay. Like personally, for me, like when you guys did it on me, it was all right. I, I was an exam patient once, and it hurt really bad on yeah. my speech one, and then it gave me a headache for the rest of the day. Aww. It was like, oh, this is painful. Oh, it's still painful. The needle's out. Oh, it's still painful. Oh, no. Mm. It's definitely uncomfortable. Mm. Yeah. I think something for me when I needle scalp is that, you know, when you, like, compared to other points where you just tap it in and you just go straight in, I think because the skin is stretched so tight, what I like to do is, like, I take out the needle a bit and then I go in a bit deeper and then I take it out a tiny bit just so it can relieve the pressure on the scalp. Mm. Yeah, and I've been taught to do that too. Yeah. I don't know know by who, but I'd, I'd tap it in. And then, um, or push it, mm. depending on the patient. Um, and then I'd kind of, yeah, pull it out a little bit and to redirect it that teeny bit. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, you but pull it out so you're not pulling the whole needle yeah, out and then you it. sort of just like go, whew. Yeah, But I feel it. like the same goes for body points. Like if you're getting resistance, you take the needle out a little bit. And oh, not even when you're getting resistance, it's just when you do it. Mm. And then I've been taught to just pull out a teeny bit so then you're at a better level or mm. something. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just makes it like easier. I do the like pushing the other way so that the skin comes up and you've got a bit of yeah, more to work yeah, I was, with. Yeah, I was thinking about yeah, doing that too. That's 
that's just what I. I think I find was learnt. I mean, was learnt. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I push the tube against this, go back to once you can't speak English. <laughs> <laughs> do you have that speech point? Or like, I think I need a speech point every time we do a podcast because I, I stutter. Know. I stutter so bad. Oh that's all right. God. Oh good. <laughs> Um, I was going to mention something else. Got me. You can oh, do it. Hair. How hard is hair with scalp? How, how much difficulty do you find? Hair that's tied up is okay because you just make yourself lines. Yeah. But yeah. Sometimes hair I just, just I locate and then I rest the tube against the scalp. I'm like, hell, Mary. <laughs> <laughs> I part the hair. Like, I use it as my guide to where I should be needling. Yeah. It doesn't always work, but if you after you swab, the hair's a bit more. Yeah. Stays yeah. in place. Yeah, do you guys yeah. lose your points? Yeah, that's, I thought that's where you're going to go with your story <laughs> where it's like you go and swab the point, you find the point, you swap the point, and then you lose the point. And you're like, ah, no. No, that happens all the time to me and it's so frustrating. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I got the perfect point. Go back, grab the needle. Uh, where that? You have to go find the point again. And yeah, and then touch you, it again. Yeah, you touch it again. You swap, swap it again. It you swap like, it again. Uh, and then it'll be like forty-five minutes, and you're like, that'll be eighty-nine dollars. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's 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 partially why I avoid scalp sometimes because it's just like. Uh, what oh about no. do twenty though? Do you use it? Love yeah, I I definitely use do twenty. Do like you needle it? Towards the face or towards the back? Towards the back. I kind of what? It kind of depends. <laughs> Everybody was like, "What?" It, it, it depends. <laughs> what do you mean? It depends if they're face down or face up for me. Um, and because like I know people are like, "Oh no, direct it towards the face for one effect, and then fa- face it towards the back for another f- effect." Well, what's the effect of do twenty? Oh, this is this is raises the yang, subdues the yang. This is a saucy. Or like subdues yang. Or like lifts as well, so it does the descending and ascending. Yeah, we've had functions. some beef with this point. We, we have, we had, have some had some beef, beef mm. with this point. What's your opinions on this? What's the? D- does anybody know the who? Um, like definition. How about the ADR oh. edition? Uh, yeah, definition. who has who has a? They have a textbook. Uh, I'm not sure what the textbook's called, but who they do have a textbook. Who is in the World Health Organization? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yay, acknowledgement. Um, I've I've seen. Uh, I've seen Dead Man's, uh, Dead Man, the book, uh, the textbook Dead Man's definition. And they the say manual of acupuncture. Yeah, the book. manual of uh, acupuncture for Dead Man. And he says it's both to ascend and descend, and descend, descend the young. Yeah. I, I trust Dead Man. I, like he's, he, that, that book's been referenced like heaps. Like personally, personally, my dad references it a lot. Yeah, my, my grandfather, my grandparents bought me the book. And they had a look at it and they said, why would you buy an acupuncture book by someone named Dead Man? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's a good book. <laughs> I was thinking... Unfortunate name, but good book. <laughs> I think my parents said the same and I was like, mum, it's cheeky. You're going to be... This dead man knows how to be a live man. Because he's yeah. been the dead man. Yeah, He has a, been dead. Yeah. yeah. Cheeky, cheeky. No, it's a, it's a good book. So, it, so he says that it ascends and descends. Do you say... Ascend, like ascend, ascend, ascend. 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 But like, I just wanted to make it clear off. That's a, that's an emphasis. Ascend. Well, like um, uh, what's the other stupid one? Oh no! Oh no! Here we go. <sighs> we, it's tri- it will come to me. It it's triggering you. I can I can already feel it. Real, <laughs> real, just like, uh, real question: Is dead man 
a dead man or is he still a live man? No, no I, I believe he's still a live man. Yeah. Oh. The book's not that old, is it? No, 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 I don't think so. No, I don't think so. We'll look it up. No, I think he's, I think he's still, <laughs> I don't know what he's doing, mm. but yeah, I believe so. Charlie, what does do, what does the uh, 220 do in the ADR? What does it, what does it say? Do 20 is 100 convergences. that. Ascends young, clears the mind, eliminates Ooh. interior wind and promotes resuscitation and restores consciousness according to the ADR. Ooh, the ADR is yeah. that. See, yeah, there's been, a, there's been a good debate about whether it controls or like ascends, subdues. I, I, don't, I don't even know. I think it does both. I, 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 feel, I like feel like it does like both. It does. Mm-hmm. I feel it's like it does the both. clear up and the turbid down. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't seen people uh, like post uh, do twenty be like, oh, I felt so agitated after that. It's usually like mm. a good clearing. Yeah, thing. if you're gonna clear the mind, yeah, if, it, if, it, if the action is to both de- was it ascend young and mm. clear the mind, I, I, yeah, I think it doesn't make sense otherwise. Have you ever done the do twenty kidney one combination? I tried doing kidney one, and she almost kicked me in the face. Like, <laughs> like I tried, and she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, no, not on that. Like, I tried. I was the most gentle. I did yeah. the massage. I, did, I was really gentle. Did the breathe in, breathe out technique. And she almost kicked me. And I'm like, oh, nope, not doing that. I think if the patient can handle it, it's really good to, like, consolidate what you're doing in the middle because there's, there's one patient that always asks for it and i'm just like you are a gun like kidney was for those that don't know kidney one is on the bottom of your foot just like the yeah. ball of your foot and it hurts like if you press there now like you'll feel it it's like, sort it of in the same spot i don't know if you've like mapped it out but if you put like make your foot your chest that's kind of in the same spot your heart is in same as PC8. Oh, yeah. I make PC8 your chest, and then you like think about where your heart is in relation to where everything else is. Like, PC8 is your chest, mm. is your heart. That's I'm why it attack, like, that's why it pertains to the heart really well. I've been massaging that lately, PC8. I don't know why. It's like a little it's calming like down like thing. Yeah, yeah, chill. Like, I, I didn't even mean it. I, didn't even, I, I kind of forgot it was an acupuncture mm. point, but I'm like, ooh. There you go. <laughs> Some take home acupressure. There you go. Uh, a manual of acupuncture was published in 1988, by the way. And oh. Peter Dedman has a blog on his website. We'll give him a plug. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, he's doing some good stuff. He's got some other books out. Check him out. He's good. Mm. He ain't dead yet. Damn. No, he's a live man. He's a live man. He's yeah. doing well. Mm. All right, more on scalp. Uh, <laughs> so there's actually a lot of different forms of scalp acupuncture yeah. and we just learn one. Yeah. Um, oh, I thought you had something to add <laughs> when you were saying yeah. No, no, no. I'm listening. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> no, you because ha- you, you have the probably the, m- the, m- the m- more of the experience in terms of scalp acupuncture. Um, I hate to throw you under the bus like this, but... More minimal experience. More minimal. Well, I mean, like... <laughs> exposure. Exposure. exposure yeah, okay. Um, I have seen another form of scalp acupuncture in actions called Jew's scalp acupuncture. And so rather than utilizing lines, it utilizes zones um, over the brain, over the brain, over the scalp. And it kind of follows the dew meridian as well. So it uses like the dew points as landmarks to kind of, um, that's how you find everything. Yeah. And I think it kind of relates to the areas of the brain as well. 
I can't remember too much about the theory behind it, but I know um, I've seen it being used to treat like neurological conditions like Parkinson's, aphasia, things like that with um, good results and almost immediate like results. And with that, you uh, long needle retention, like days worth of needle yeah, retention? Yeah, so the needle retention is from three hours to three days, depending on what the patient's comfortable with. Ooh. But the second part of it is called the Daoyin. And like Daoyin's just like movement that helps to guide the chi. So while the needles are in and you're at the clinic or whatever, um, there's exercises that the practitioner will tell you to do. Like if you're having troubles with speech, you'll they'll be asked to like speak. If you're having trouble with like writing, you'll be asked to write. If it's like walking, you do like certain exercises to help promote that movement and to guide the chi along while you're doing that movement, which is why the needle retention kind of helps. Sorry, Nick. No, okay. Yeah. Did you squeak? <laughs> no, he went to say something and I kept no, going no, and he was just like, like ah, it's like you mind. squeaked, right? I, did. I don't know if it will come up, but I did. <laughs> I'm, really, I'm like really into Charlene's piece right now. And I hear, <laughs> I'm like, sorry, sorry. No, because what I was going to say that, yeah, a lot of that scalp stuff is to treat uh, like a lot of those neurological conditions. Yeah. But yeah, it also does internal medicine as well. And I think it's a good, like, it's simple to learn. And I think it's a lot simpler to learn than that, like lines. The lines for me were really hard to learn, but the zones, you don't have to be really accurate. You have, don't have to like measure out how many centimeters for this line and like how far I'm going, if that yeah, makes sense. I was going to say, like, with the lines, you, at least you can trace the lines with the needle. So mm. then you can, you, it has a somewhat of an indication of where to needle. Yeah. But with zones, it's a, literally an open field where you're just like anywhere. In, is it anywhere in that, that yeah, area? Yeah, so the... The zones are like one chun by one chun or like two chun by one chun. So it's like you have a bit of um, space and sometimes you can do like three needles in that zone or like mul- like multiple needles in the zones rather than just one needle along the line, which I do like a bit more. So okay. h- how do you needle that? Sorry. No, no, no. no, that's good. It's pretty much like you would needle um, just the normal scalp. And that Points. wouldn't intersect into another zone or anything? or um, You can. So there's for certain conditions we learnt like um, you want to – like there's upper jowl, middle jowl and lower jowl. And sometimes if the condition affects two jowls, you can start in the upper jowl and end in the like middle jowl or like start in the middle oh, jowl right and end in the upper jowl and certain – like directing the needle which way you want the effect. Yep. Um, it's really interesting and that's just like brushing the surface of that. Cool. How, do you, how do you find like is it do you find the most sort of sensitive areas for them? Uh, uh, okay. yeah, yeah, you yeah. can, but I feel like that's a topic for I guess how we locate like other acupuncture points as well, right? I hear like I kind of see and hear Nick waving off to the side, and I think he's indicating. That yeah, we're running over. Time. We're it's running okay. out of time now. So wrap up. Yeah. <laughs> wrap your leftovers. But that's a good question, <laughs> and I think we can. I guess we can address how we locate not just scalp points part three yeah (laughs) (laughs) so on that note um thank you for listening to our ear and scalp acupuncture podcast um subscribe to 
what do they subscribe to? Like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, join our Facebook group for discussions. And we'd love to hear any feedback you have or any future topics that you want to hear. And as always, we're the Forever Young Podcast. And we'll hear from you next time. Bye. See you.